Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, a podcast that is ostensibly and sometimes literally about video game movies. This is episode 125. My name is Mark Champlin, and today, as always, I'm joined by Alex Wallace. What is up, girls and gays? Um, so, yeah, but uh, before I had actually uh, seen uh, the film that we we were going to talk about, that we're going to talk about today, um, I, I spoke to a couple people who had actually seen it um, and, and got a little bit of a of a, of a, of a temperature check on on how how they were feeling about the movie and they mostly said that they hated it uh because they like they seemed mad that they had fucked the lore up and like kind of like the characters of mortal Kombat were not properly represented in this film um <laughs> and and so i want to be clear that i don't know fucking anything about the lore uh of 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 mortal Kombat, but luckily somehow <laughs> The, the film managed to make me really angry as well. <laughs> Despite having zero investment in this. I like, had no reason to be mad. <laughs> There's no reason. I thought this would be an easy episode. And then I started taking notes and realized that I was fucking pissed off. Like, listen, the, the movie The Lord of the Rings colon The Two Towers is very much not like the source material. That's very different from the book. I love the books, but I think the movie is even better because they made a good movie. I don't mm-hmm. really care if yeah, it's no, we, I good think to we, the source material. Yeah, but. I think we've established time and again on this podcast that we don't really give a shit about like accuracy to the source material as no, a barometer of nerds. how good something is. We're not fucking nerds like you guys. <laughs> we just want a good movie. Yeah, I just this want movie... them to make a satisfying film. <laughs> this movie failed the nerds and us yeah. equally. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and like, oh god, um, yeah. Also, I had to watch the movie uh, on one two three movies dot com because it's uh, only available streaming for more money than I was willing to pay, uh, and I had to see it at about fifteen frames per second, uh, which d- I would say did not help the case of the film. But I think that it, the primarily it, the primary issues with the film are largely in the script and characters. Um, uh-huh. so that, that was not, uh, that was not, uh, too much of the reason why I had a negative reaction, I think. <laughs> you know, having watched this movie in the most ideal conditions possible, um, i.e. in an actual movie theater holding popcorn, uh, t- because I'm, you know, fully vaccinated and I thought, why the fuck not? Um, so me and the three other people in that theater watched this movie <laughs> on a big screen with good audio and um, it still uh, fucking sucked big time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not an enjoyable experience and the popcorn made me feel sick because apparently this is the type of food that if you go you know, two full years without experiencing it. It's a shock to your system to have movie theater popcorn butter. I had a bad day the entire next day. Oh, man. Um, tell me a little bit about the film that we watched for the podcast this week. Uh, so we watched Mortal Kombat. Uh, they, they, ma- they made a Mortal Kombat. It had been... Once again, know, they it had made a Mortal Kombat you know, film. Every 25 years, uh, the... They they hold a tournament to see which shitty director uh, gets to remake Mortal Kombat. Um, uh, it's and, really uh, sad that looking back, the Mortal Kombat is probably the best Paul W S Anderson film that we have reviewed for the podcast. Holy shit, man! <laughs> oh That's, god, this one on it, the other hand, shocking. Yeah, so this is worse than the old Mortal Kombat movie. 
the old Mortal Kombat movie retains at least some of the fun of Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah. and is watchable. This movie is neither of those things, and it's extremely. It's actually anti fun. Mm-hmm. It, it like it hates fun. Mm-hmm. This movie we'll get into. They had Russo <laughs> on it. Yeah, it's the fucking Russos um, did like the screenplay basically, and then Simon McCoy McQuid. This is his feature directorial debut. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope you continue to get work because, you know, I want you to be employed and everything. I, I wish nothing but gainful employment for Simon McQuid, but, <laughs> but, but man, you, you, you fucked up so bad. Um, so it's... <laughs> I also love when white males fail upward. Continue. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. He'll, he'll, he'll continue working. This, trust me. He'll, fantastic. <laughs> he'll be He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's based on Mortal Kombat, you may be shocked to hear, uh, which is a video game series created by Ed Boon and John Tobias. Okay, so, yeah, it's it's got... I don't recognize a single name on that cast list. I feel yeah, like we could just move I, on. I, I, I'm not even going to read these people. Um, you I, would I'm say really, them I'm, and no, not a single person would go, oh, yes, of course, from, like, that just wouldn't happen. We'd be fine. L- we could listen, just keep going. Listen, Josh Lawson and Lewis Tan, I'm real happy for you or sorry that that happened, um, but I'm not going to read your names on this podcast. Depending on how you feel about how the Mortal Kombat movie went. Um, God, yeah. Um, this is one of those movies where you I, you come off of it simultaneously feeling like way too much shit happened and also nothing happened at all. Um, and yes. this, is, this is usually... Um, caused by the fact that a movie just has like a boring script with characters that just don't develop or like progress in any way Uh, characters whose personalities never sort of clash and come to a head in in an interesting fashion in the climax that's just not something that occurs in a film like mortal kombat 2021 um so this is gonna be one of those episodes where we're gonna have to we're gonna have to walk through a lot of the plot uh as we go here and 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 we'll sort of Oh God! Okay, provide so, color commentary about the about these these plot beats, if you can call them that. Yes. Okay. So most fighting game movies, in fact, I would say uh, all fighting game movies, I think, um, uh, have have a tournament of some kind in them. If yeah, if it ain't broke, uh, <laughs> then change it completely. Um. So the mortal, the, the the innovation of Mortal Kombat 2021. Um, is having the entire film lead up to a tournament, uh, which never actually occurs, <laughs> um, and seems like it may not occur for several more films. <laughs> um, God, uh, so like all fighting game movies, uh, this one starts with a scene where a bunch of people get stabbed in some unspecified East Asian country 300 years ago. <laughs> uh, during this 13-minute long sequence, we see some backstory for Scorpion, uh, that will not be relevant for most of the movie. So, Cole Young is an MMA guy that they invented entirely for this movie. <laughs> this is one of the principal things that the people I talked to before I saw this movie were mad about, is that they invented a guy. <laughs> I And to be fair, I it's not that I think it's completely wrong to invent a guy. I think that... It's just really silly to do that for Mortal Kombat when, like, Johnny Cage and fucking, for like, the movie, Sonya. There's so many guys already, and, there are so, and yeah, they invented Cole Young, and he's fucking boring. He doesn't have, there's nothing to this character. Like, he, yeah. they give him a <laughs> wife and a daughter, and, and, and you're gonna, they're gonna, they, it's like, dude, 
I've seen a lot almost of fucking, zero dialogue for this family. I've this. seen a lot of these fucking movies at this point. <laughs> and when the, when these films like in the first 20 minutes try to convince me that the wife and daughter are going to matter, like just fuck <laughs> off. Like just, yeah. just don't fucking patronize me oh more combat. What's, what's that scene where like the daughter like hands him like basically like a macaroni drawing and is like I mated you this at school or some shit and I'm just like fuck you. <laughs> I did, that's the only father-daughter scene you're going to get. Yeah. This is so contrived. Yeah, so he's like an MMA fighter because this is the first uh, fighting game movie that's been made since MMA blew up, so he's going to be an MMA <sighs> fighter instead of like a boxer yeah. or a kickboxer or like a karate instructor like he would have been in the, if this movie was made in like 2004. Um, and he's got, he's got this birthmark on him of a dragon, uh, which you either get by having genetic superiority like he does, um, or by murdering a person that has the dragon marker. Um, and so it's, it's going to begin to get difficult to describe what happens in this movie from this point on, because it's fucking confusing. Um, but so Sonia and Jax are secretly tracking him because they need him to help Earth win at Mortal Kombat. Um, and eventually he goes to Sonia's house... Um, and, and Kano is also there at Sonya's house and we will talk about him later. Um, but he also has the dragon marker as well. Um, so basically, and I think this is sort of relatively what the Mortal Kombat canon is. Yes. I'm following at this point. In yeah. Movie, like, right? like, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blown away, but I'm like, okay, they haven't fucked everything yeah, up yet. Cause, cause they're like, okay. So, so the, there's the earth, well, the earth realm. Where all our intrepid protagonists that we all love so dearly live. Um, and then there is Outworld. And that's where all the really fucked up guys live. Um, that's where all the real sickos hang out. Um, and I guess I guess Earth and Outworld are playing a best of ten <laughs> in Mortal Kombat yeah. tournaments. <laughs> Yes. And if, it's 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 a first to ten, I think actually. <laughs> and if yeah yeah that's true yeah uh, and then and, and if Outworld. Uh, wins the tenth one, which they are about to do, then they get control of the Earth. That's the only like way that it is explained is just that Outworld will have control of Earth Realm, mm-hmm. whatever that mm-hmm. means. Um. Anyway, the characters just wander around for a bit because that's how Mortal Kombat movies usually work. Um. And eventually, uh, they're in some desert and they meet up with uh the other people who have the dragon markers on them. Uh, and we find out that having a dragon mark makes you an X Man. Uh, and they all have to, to to train together to win at Mortal Kombat because so so if you have the dragon marker that you get what you you get one superpower, <laughs> um, and yeah that's uh, uh that's what most of the movie is is them just like training and being shitty to each other. But Raiden is there and he's kind of an asshole. Uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao are also there. Um, Kano betrays them eventually. It's a fucking surprise. Um, so, uh, I don't know, like, there's a point where he refused, like, where Cole, who I, I guess is the protagonist by virtue of just kind of being there, uh, he, and having a wife, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he, you know, he refuses the call to adventure at some point, like an hour into the movie and like yeah. hangs out at home for a whole 20 seconds before Go- Goro shows up and punches his wife's car and he has to go back to being a superhero again uh anyway in the end they all gotta fight 
Shao Kahn or whatever his name is, and a bunch of other villains that haven't been developed at all. Um, also, Scorpion finally shows up again, and he's, like, Cole's, like, great-great-grandfather or whatever, because they have the dragon marker blood, uh, and he comes back from hell, he says, uh, and helps, and helps Cole kill Sub-Zero, um, and then, like, a bunch of generic dialogue about how, like, a prophecy has been fulfilled happens, and Scorpion says that he has been freed now, um, and then Raiden is like, we have to find all, all the other X-Men so he can beat Magneto, uh, in the next movie. The tournament will not be occurring in this film. Sorry, folks. Uh, we're just gonna end on a hint that Johnny Cage might show up in the next one. Please watch it. God, please watch it. We spent so much money on this. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's, it just ends, it, it just stops, kinda. Um, huh. That was exhausting just to work through that. And that, we haven't even detailed the, the the real fucking all of the numerous problems with this film. So, Mark, what were your uh, what were your general thoughts on the Mortal Kombat movie? Um, so I already told you I watched this in a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment that the credits started, everyone left because <laughs> no one gave a fuck whether there was a post credit scene. <laughs> Um, which I think was really funny. And also the usher who was already cleaning up the seats. I was like sitting in my seat still just texting for like five minutes. And the dude came over and he's like, you know, there's like no post credits. in here. <laughs> <just go>. um, <laughs> so that's, uh, <clears throat> that's about uh, how everyone seems to feel about this movie. So strong start to the MCU uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, I can't but... wait for the Kano prequel. <laughs> Uh, I, I I think they're trying really hard to make him the Loki um, because he's like a, a bad guy, but that you're kind of rooting for because he's uh, quote unquote funny. Um, and the reason that he's funny is he says fuck a lot. I mean, um, I mean that's what this movie is, right? Is it's just, it literally, this is just a fucking Marvel movie yeah. uh, where the characters say fuck and occasionally there is some <laughs> gratuitous uh, blood and gore. Um, That's the thing with this movie is it's so obviously torn between the tone of this is a Marvel movie written by the Russos uh, who wrote uh, the uh, Infinity Stones er era of movies and also like silly gore where, you know, Jax will like break a guy's face with his hands and it explodes like that gif of a dude's yeah. head exploding that you've Th- seen. This is a movie with this is <laughs> this is a movie with the Marvel movie tone and also it's a yes. movie where somebody slams their head into like another person's head into a spinning blade and like bisects them through yeah. their head. Like it's <laughs> uh yeah, it's a bit of a mess in that regard. <laughs> it's just this whole movie is so fucking tonally mismatched and rushed and like uh, focus grouped to death. Like, of course all these movies are, but it's like, I don't know, man, the big, the, the, the big showdown that happens between the good guy team and the bad guy team, which uh, we don't give a shit about more than two of these characters. And even those two, it's shaky. Uh, it's so fucking rushed. Like, 
every individual like fight where it's like, okay, I'm gonna take this guy. He's gonna take Kano. Here's the All designated these fights, girl fight. The yeah, the the girl's gonna fight the girl, and they're and she's gonna say, I'll take that bitch because they're girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we love we love a you know we love a Ginny Weasley killing the the bad witch girl. I forget her name. Uh, <laughs> moments where she says, bitch. Uh, oh man. I mean, it, it's, I love- it's Harry. It's it's Harry Potter rules. If you kill the dude who has the wand, you get the wand. It's fucking. It's it's a combination of Jedi and Harry Potter rules, which you know I guess are the only things that exist now. So fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, and the, and so they split up and and do the fight, and then each one of their fight segments ends in seconds. Like Jax just shows up and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna fucking kill you," and then he crushes his head like that scene. It's. <laughs> It's I man this okay. movie. When okay. When this movie first came out, I saw people like making fun of Mortal Kombat fans for being like, "Wow, they fucked this movie up because they should have made like five movies before this because you don't know who any of these characters are in this movie. You don't know any of the lore." And, and people were, you know, like Making fun of these people saying, wow, Marvel movies have fried everyone's brains. People can't imagine uh, the concept of a film that just stands alone. Well, the problem mm-hmm. is, is that this is a cr- this is like this. This is a crossover movie. This is like the sixth film yeah. <laughs> in a saga. But they I didn't know. put out any of the other movies. <laughs> like it feels I- like <laughs> it feels like a film where half of the plot has been hacked out of it. You know, like, I, I am, I, you know, I, I, I think I have made clear uh, over time on this podcast that I'm not exactly a big fan of the Marvel films. Um, but, you know, there's a reason that they realized that, that they had to make, like, eight fucking movies before yeah. they could make The Avengers. Because these big, like, ensemble superhero movies, which is what this is, um, don't fucking work. <laughs> When you don't know who any of the characters are, you're not excited to see them team up and meet each other when you have no familiarity with who any of them are or what their character arcs are or what where they are emotionally at this point in the story. And there's not enough time to develop like eight fucking characters <laughs> over the course of a movie that's like an hour and 40 minutes. Um, and, you know, like it's it, like the Avengers originally was a comic book where it was a big crossover between all of these characters that people had become familiar with through their individual stories, you know, through these individual (laughs) comic series that people were into. But in in this movie feels like it is the culmination of a a storyline like that, but we are not privy to any of the previous information. Remember Street Fighter, The Legend of (laughs) (laughs) Chun-Li? Episode one of Cartridge Cinema (laughs) Club? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, we we are different people back then. So I do we remember it? Maybe. But what I I mean that that kind of goes to show that even in like 2008 when they were going to make a Street Fighter cinematic universe that failed miserably, uh, they at least knew what the fuck they were doing. They were like, well, we got to start somewhere, and I think we're going to do individual character movies and at least get a couple of those in there before we make the Street Fighter. Uh, this is. Yeah, this is just this is just the Avengers with no buildup and yeah. and worse characters and worse writing and there's no <laughs> themes in this movie. 
What is it about? What is this movie about? Is it about family? Is it about... Like, it, yeah, it is not about any... Like, no one learns anything about themselves. Nobody grows in this movie. God, and okay. Like, like, what is Mortal Kombat the series about also? It's about... It's, it's about making children say, buy me Bone Storm or go to hell to their parents. <laughs> yeah. And, and It's like, I don't know. It's... It, <laughs> God, let's talk. Let's talk about some of some of the characters in this movie. Um, I, I the such first... fun characters. I love how much fun all these people were. I loved watching them interact. I had a, a great time. <laughs> um, yeah. Quick side note before we kind of get into it. I, isn't it fucking sad that basically the only time that we get anything besides a white heterosexual lead on for movies that we watch on this podcast is when it's a martial arts movie and the lead is an Asian person who does Kung Fu. It just, it just, that just dawned on me that that's like literally the only time that we have Asian protagonists for movies on this podcast. It made me fucking sad. Also the, uh, the only, uh, woman of color character in this movie is essentially like a rabid dog um, who at one point literally does the licks the blood off the knife because she's so sick and twisted thing. Um, and then also, as mentioned, she gets into a girl fight with the only other girl character. So that wasn't great. Um, you know, before, so Mark saw this uh, a good week before I did. And, Full week ago. At and, this you point, yeah. sa- and you said that, that I was going to hate Kano. And <laughs> honestly... At least Kano has a fucking personality. <laughs> yeah, you 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 got me on that one. Like it's it's a it's very strongly written personality. Yeah. Um, so Kano in this in the, Kano in this movie uh, is like this asshole mercenary guy um, who, I, and I'm I'm not exaggerating here, says the word fuck in every sentence. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to the point that it seems to infect other characters around them. <laughs> but, like, every single other character is just, like, stoic and heroic, or stoic and a villain, or sick and twisted and a villain in a way that's, like, mm-hmm. generic and uninteresting. And so Kano ends up being by far the most interesting character in the movie, despite being a miserable piece of shit with no redeeming qualities. Which is fair, but real quick, the reason that I thought you would hate Kano so much is because he embodies the Marvel Cinematic Universe (laughs) style of humor of this movie, and he injects that into the movie, and I know how much you hate uh, smarmy Marvel writing. Yeah, he he has a lot of quips, and a lot of them are bad, and some of them are kind of okay, if you squint um but like it kano is the only character that instigates like any sort of like interesting back and forth between him and other characters you're so right honestly (laughs) because all of the other characters are pieces of cardboard man him and yeah i i i'll i'll say that him and sonya's relationship is almost interesting just the fact that Sonya does not have one of the birthmarks and also has not killed a Mortal Kombat er mm-hmm. per- person, uh, so she doesn't have the birthmark. And Kano like knows that that's an insecurity for her, so he's like goading her into like, "Oh, why don't you fucking kill me for it then, ya bitch or whatever." And 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 they have almost a cool dynamic. And then of course, that that's the only fight that has any sort of weight behind it. They when they eventually fight and she eventually gets to kill him. Um, so I guess you know. 
I take it back. You, you, the root, the Russos know how to write a smarmy villain that you hate, that you love to hate. Uh, I like. I. Oh God, it's it's like it's not even. He's not even a good character. The rest of no. the film is just a black hole of characterization. He, he'd be forgettable and annoying if if the rest of the characters were on par with even like a Marvel movie. Yeah, the, <laughs> the most hilarious part is is like like over an hour into the movie when they introduce Cabal. Um, and, and, and they like introduce him by saying that he's like Kano's old rival or whatever. And they have some, some history and, and then his personality is just Kano's again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's, it's like those like pie graphs where your options are yes. And then yes, but in red, (laughs) this was Kano, but with a mask on like Kano, but holding an AR. It's the same character. He also says fuck every sentence and is like a smug asshole. Like they were like, what would be a good foil for Kano? How about a guy that is identical to Kano? To be fair, he does not have a Scottish accent and Kano does. <laughs> it's different. It's a different character. <laughs> God. Um, Christ. Uh, the other thing that I, that I, I thought was pretty disappointing about the movie was like the superpowers suck. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 t- I kind of like X-Men and there are some good X-Men movies. They are at least the old X-Men movies, uh, d- despite their director cough, um, at least came from a time where, where superhero movies could, could do other things and they weren't all the exact same movie. So they had some fun moments and I like the powers, but this is such a clearly like an X-Men slash Incredibles style of like each guy has like that one power. And it's weird because it comes from a fighting game, which is not the way that fighting games work, A. Yeah. And also B, it's just the powers are fucking lame. Yeah, it's really disappointing because I I think in like at the beginning of the film, I was oh they almost kind of got me because I think Sub-Zero is cool in this movie. He is really cool. Um, I'll, I will say that, uh, and and I think the very ending fight between Sub Zero and Scorpion has like some cool moments and looks interesting. Yeah, like there, there's some. They do some clever stuff uh, with Sub Zero's powers in the first act of this movie. Like when he when he tears Jax's arms off, it's like really brutal in a way that mm-hmm. I have never seen like Sub-Zero powers really depicted where he like encases sure. his arms in ice and then just like squeezes them until they're like shriveled. It's And then they like shatter. It's really like, it's really intense in that scene and kind of works. And there's like the scene where they're like at the cafe and they know they like notice that something's up because it starts snowing outside. And then Sub-Zero like shows up and he like, makes all the snow like stop in midair and starts like shooting it at people like i was like okay if this is a movie where they like do clever stuff with the mortal combat powers like sure even if the script is bad like i can watch that for an hour and a half and then they proceeded to do nothing interesting with any of the other characters uh, they i can you believe that fucking kung lao's power is just the captain america shield dude <laughs> But I his mean, hat. You know, it's like he had the hat and he threw it, and that was the thing that he did, I think, in the games or whatever. But yeah, it's like just literally the Captain America shield, but but he can he can use it as a saw to tear people's faces apart because yeah, it's Mortal Kombat. Uh, yep. Um, and then Kano is Kano is uh Kano Cyclops just has he can shoot a laser from... he's Cyclops, he can shoot a laser <laughs> yeah. from his eye. Yeah. It, it, yeah, like every every other character's powers are 
uh, they can shoot fire or they can shoot lightning and it's just like there's they don't do anything really clever with any of it um and then cole's power just turns out to be that he just has an ugly shirt <laughs> i was like what does he do <laughs> he he gets like a like scaly armor thing and then grows like arm scythes that come out of the the back of his arms this is like not something that's hinted toward or makes sense for his character at all no Um, it's just like during the scene where where goro is punching his wife's car he suddenly manifests his superpowers finally due to his genetic superiority from being related to (laughs) scorpion uh and 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 therefore gets like plate armor all over his arms and chest and torso yeah, it's and he has like Wolverine healing or something. It's just like it's just it's just really fucking boring. Um, and then there's the whole thing with Jax that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like there, it's like, <laughs> ja- like so Jax gets his arms broken off by Sub Zero early in the movie, and then they they replace his arms with like robot arms, and the robot arms are like shitty. Um, and, like, they're all skinny and, like, he doesn't like them. And then, uh, like, an hour later, uh, this character hasn't been developed at all in the intervening time, by the way. There's, like, a scene where he's, like, trying to pick up a heavy rock or something. I don't even remember. And, like, all of a sudden, his arms magically transform and now they're big robot arms. (laughs) And this is never explained at all. He... When he gets, you know, he gets adrenaline. It's like when someone can lift a car because their yeah. baby is trapped Jack's under also, it. also, I think, doesn't have the marker? or No, he does. So I guess his power is that he heals his arms and makes robot arms. And that's his X-Men power. It's, it, it very strongly feels like the conclusion to an arc that did not occur. Which is how most of this movie feels. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot, and it and it's also just like you mentioned the 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 shifts in in tone, but it's also like the shifts in the style of action in this movie because like you know there is the really over the top ridiculous Mortal Kombat stuff with people fucking shooting lasers and blowing each other up and stuff, but then also like sometimes they want to do like like brutal MMA fight shit and have like Sonya and and fucking Kano like fighting in a bathroom and like you know it, it could be like the they it's like they want it to feel like a scene out of breaking fucking bad <laughs> yeah like knocking teeth out like bloody yeah. like Putting but like still in, grounded in yeah. reality type of shit I, there's like, on. there's a moment in this film where it cuts from a scene like that where two characters are like covered in blood and like wrestling each other to the ground and then immediately cuts to another scene where another character is like doing like a multi-kick, high jump to yeah. the face kung fu move thing. Yeah, d- doing, just, the, doing the the Shao Kahn, oh no, I forgot what character, but doing the thing, the, the, the yeah, 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 the, the kick. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's like you can't just, have both of these in the same movie you you simply cannot do that yeah it it uh, it just doesn't work um god uh i think the only other thing that i really want to address about this movie um is the scant references uh to the video game which are oh, so tossed off and lazy <laughs> i i laughed out loud 
I laughed out loud in the theater, Alex. You know, it's like it. The, the, they they. There's what? no like quote unquote announcer, so they just like say things to themselves <laughs> quietly. Like Kung Lao kills someone and then says Kung Lao wins like, <laughs> to the camera, basically. Yeah, what? like it's they'll so say fucking like lame. fatality or flawless <laughs> victory, just sort of like to the audience. One presumes <laughs> after just like random fights. Um, and then like, and then I sit and clap like a sea otter because they said the thing, I like, guess. Dude, it's like what I'm supposed, well, how am I supposed to react to that? Like, oh, I said it. It's like, it's like most of the films, I would say most of the films that we watch for this podcast that are based on video games at the very least have like the occasional clever nod to the games. Yes. This has basically none of that. I think the only scene that, that kind of feels like it is a meta reference and I'm not even sure if it's supposed to be um is the part where uh Kano uh has to fight Kung Lao and Kung Lao beats him by just uh spamming low kick on his wake up <laughs> basically that was really funny and I don't yeah exactly I don't know if that was intentional it is it, yeah a- <laughs> and, and like and like Kano like basically complains like a salty gamer about losing to Kung Lao and like yeah. I kind of wish more of the movie had some of that energy because the rest of the movie is fucking boring. Um, yeah, th- I, that's actually, a, that's a good movie right there. A movie that's like meta slash self-aware about the fact that it's a fighting game movie. That's like, like they could, I don't know. I, I If they make a Street Fighter movie, I want them to like have like Wake Up Dragon Punch be a thing in that movie. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, like I, I, I think, I think a fighting game movie that is more like a sports movie and less like a shitty action movie like all of them are mm-hmm. uh, would be a lot more fun um god yeah i think that is all i have is there anything else that you want to say about this new mortal Kombat film that they have brought on us no but i have to say a cursed thought that just came into my head which was that the melee movie would have falco as the protagonist and he would have a scene where he learns like the magic of spot dodge shine (laughs) (laughs) sorry for any non-melee listeners but the the melee kids will get a kick out of that (laughs) god um so uh i think i'm gonna be doing most of the explaining on this but do you want to briefly tell me what we're watching next week mark um I'm just gonna say what it is because I really don't. Well, I mean, I kind of know. We're watching the we're watching Laser Collection and D Fear Studios. So um, this, this apparently is the I'm a fire and my laser guy. So blah. so so dear listeners, um, as we said, we wanted to go on a bit of a hiatus from having to do these shitty ass video game movies and actually talk about something that's interesting to us. Um, and lately, I have been severely hyperfixating on. Uh, just bits of internet history, bits of YouTube history, watching a lot yes. of down the rabbit hole. Um, and yeah, yep, yep. Have you seen Fallen Titans, the Quentin reviews yes, series? God, I've been really watching good. a lot of Quentin reviews, and I'm like, God, this is like what Mark would have become if they weren't trans. Uh, <laughs> big, yeah, big <laughs> me energy. Ex- yeah, yeah. Total, I have yeah. that that exact so- same thought. Same with like internet historian, those type of channels. God, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so. Dom Farah was the creator of a series of cartoons on YouTube uh, called The Laser Collection, alongside many, 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 many other projects that most people have not heard of. Um, 
at the time that he was putting out the laser collection, he was also uh, putting out increasingly well-made live-action films that he was releasing on the same channel that he had released his Mimi laser collection videos on. And I was quite interested in all of these videos around when I was, say, 13 or 14. Um... And so I thought it would be interesting uh, as a start to a sort of uh, probably what is going to be a, a bit of a season of Cartridge Cinema Club here where we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about internet stuff, old internet videos and the like. Um, I would like to go back and revisit the Laser Collection, uh, and I would also like to go back and revis revisit at least one or two of those live-action Fear Studios films, because I'm very curious to see how those hold up, if at all. Um, and also interested to see what became of this dude, because he was always a very interesting and eclectic creator to me, despite mostly being known for, like, a cheap meme gag series. Um, so we're gonna be talking about that next week, and we'll be continuing to explore all sorts of uh oddities and old bits of history that pique our interest uh as we make more cartridge cinema club in the coming months and then eventually you know they're gonna put out a fucking sonic the hedgehog sequel or it's gonna be like hey everybody we made another final fantasy movie with steve buscemi in it or whatever and we're gonna have to get get back to the grind but you know the the legend of cartridge cinema club continues <laughs> i i like i like what i the the goal of the show is to record an interesting podcast that Mark and I want to record. <laughs> and sometimes it gets a little hard uh, to to convince ourselves uh, to want to record some of these episodes about the video game properties because a lot of them don't have a lot going on that's really intellectually stimulating. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of what we're gonna be doing here on the show for a bit here. Where can people find the podcast on the internet? Well, if you are so inclined, you can find the podcast at Cartridge Cinema. Uh, join the Discord; it is linked on the Twitter, uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, any of those places where you listen to podcasts. We are there. Uh, which is really cool. My friend the other day said, wow, you guys are on Spotify? That's like really professional. And I said, haha, yeah. And I didn't tell him that all you need to do is just put it there. <laughs> um, there, there, there was an approval process. You're right. I have to and, you have to submit to Spotify separately. Everybody else is just scraping from iTunes. Okay, true. True, true, true. You you are the one who put in the legwork for that. So I I, I thank you. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, you, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Oh, oh, man. Fuck cops. Don't join the military. This was... God. I really thought that this was... We were going to be like, ah, yeah, shitty action movie. Episode over. But man, this one was like... We kept it under 45 minutes, you know? That's... <laughs> That's all you can ask for these fucking movies that have that nothing happened in, but you feel the need to talk about them for an extended because period of time. Because they have licensed properties in them and therefore of interest to people. Yeah, Christ, man. Listen, I, I, I don't want to toot our horns, but I could guarantee fucking tea that this episode of Cartoon Cinema Club is more entertaining than that movie was <laughs> for yes, anyone listening. True. I'm sorry. It's true. It's the way that, like, it's the way that I used to, like, I would obligatorily watch, like, like, Suicide Squad when it came out, and then I I just watched it because I wanted to see the half in the bag episode about <laughs> it. That's it's, it's kind of that type of feeling. 
God. Peace. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Man. I saw a trailer for the new uh, The Suicide Squad movie where every uh, character is recast as a soft reboot except they kept Margot Robbie because she's just too unhinged and they couldn't find another white girl with she... with kind of a booty so to like, put on those shorts. So so has she now been is she has she now been Harley Quinn in three separate canons? Yes. Cuz she correct. was in the first Suicide Squad and also Birds of Prey and also this new one. Mm, yeah and i don't know which continuity birds of prey is in or maybe it's in a completely separate one do you know i don't know I, um no i why would you think that i would know that i <laughs> birds of prey had a good doja cat song in the in, i hear in that the movie i hear that movie is all right actually uh but people said that about thor ragnarok and then i watched that movie and thought it was one of the worst movies i'd ever seen in my entire life <laughs> Your, your like plague-like aversion to Marvel movies is it's great, and I respect it like so much. Like I wish that like <laughs> I wish I was strong enough to have not gone and seen Endgame in the theaters. But you know, I wanted I wanted to see Dude, how, honestly, how like, they dug themselves so out of that hole. It's so fucking freeing to not care about Marvel. <laughs> Like I, I don't it, care anymore. Yeah, when you I, let go, it's because like, well, you know, because it's like I grew up like around the time when those movies started coming out, and like I yep. saw Iron Man when I was twelve and liked it because you see Iron Man when you're twelve and you like it, and yeah. like you know, the, like as a like fucking nerd kid, there was just you know like a cultural expectation that you gave a shit about these Marvel movies, and I just like wasn't keeping up with them and like felt guilty about that. Which is fucking stupid, you know? And eventually I, like, saw Black Panther at some point and was like, okay, that was fine. And then I saw Thor Ragnarok and, like, actively despised it. Like, (laughs) thought it was just one of the, the, just the most unbearably, unwatchably bad films I had ever seen in my life. And then I was like, I don't have to care. That's beautiful. I don't have to care. I can just, like, go forever. It's awesome. Hemsworth is is, is fun in that movie. We don't have to do this. (laughs) I'm I'm not ready to defend Thor Ragnarok. It's a shit movie. <laughs> it, the the colors are are pretty sometimes, and it's funny to watch uh, Jeff Goldblum pretend to give a shit. And it's say... I, like people are like <laughs> you should check out this movie, and it's just like a bunch of people standing around making misogynist jokes at each other, and then a bad fight scene happens. Like I I don't understand. Uh, yeah, but this one this one starts with a Led Zeppelin song. It's got attitude. <laughs> I'm gonna stop recording now. That that I thought that first Guardians of the Galaxy was all right when it came out. I bet if I watched it now, I it would annoy me. But what are you gonna do? God, all right, I'm going. To, I'm gonna stop. That's it.